the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. Wait, what? There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And Joseph. Hey, it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots, episode number 95. And what were you trying to say before, Jim? Oh, 95 South, which is a rap group that did did one of the hoot. There it is. Oh, okay. So there was tag team that... They did one, and then 95 South did one called Who There It Is. So, oh, um, I, I, I prefer the original. <laughs> I don't know which one the original was, though. That's that's, that's, that's oh, well, okay. There's Hoot, and then there's Womp. There it is. So, there you go. Oh, and but, which is better for, for your money? A Hoot I don't or know, a Womp? Let's just say for this show, Hoot, there it is. And it's <laughs> grammatically have, Hoot. Ha, it's have you ever hoot, tried a, a, a Hoot, a Hoot Womp? I mean, is there such a thing as a or a Womp Hoot? That's that's when you know you're when you got a a womp hoot that that is something to talk right, about. And on today's on. episode, yeah. useless conversations, <laughs> the top five <laughs> coming in at number five. This one, what, <laughs> is, what, what is episode ninety five's uh, topic today? I didn't get the thing from the home office. Uh, really, uh, it is best holiday characters, uh, excluding Santa. So no Santa, no baby Jesus. Oh wow. Okay. Jeez. No room uh, for Jesus. You're going to hell. That's terrible. well. He's <laughs> he's the reason for the season, but he is not the reason for this podcast. That is terrible. Uh, so, uh, but wow. no Santa either. So they because they knew that it would be number one on both of those. Uh, oh, so yeah. Okay. Uh, but you yeah. could have you could have Mary and you could have Mrs. Claus or, or Rudolph or whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Mary's so, a character. <laughs> Well, in the in the well, in the well. Bible story, hey everybody, <laughs> I'm Mary. Why isn't that special? <laughs> I'm here to have a favorite. Uh, and the second topic, this this one, it's a little confusing. Modern holiday songs, uh, so classic songs. It says classic, so how can it be modern and classic? Well, yeah, that's the question to be had. Oh, well, no, I, 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 see I don't think mine are classic. I'm going to tell you now, they're modern. Uh, and they might not even be good, but well, I got you know, I like them. Christmas songs written after 1970. I got that oh, too. So, I got that so too. That's anything. I've because I've written a Christmas song after 1970 because that yeah. So you could be in there, but but I'm saying that's kind no. of the cutoff point where you had the traditional white Christmas stuff, and then you had the the rock oh, came okay. in and started doing those rock songs and rap songs, okay. and all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, my list. Uh, yeah, this will be interesting. This will okay. be interesting. All yeah. right, so let's go ahead and dive in. Where you want to go first, character or song? Uh, Joseph, you are the first one. P- you pick. 
I'm doing a song. I'm doing the modern classic song. No. Okay. I, the, okay so I'm just going to tell you guys real quick. My thought process in this is that. You don't have to. Seriously, you don't, you don't have to. You could just share the list and, and that'll be fine. That's all that's required of this. you. <laughs> wow. He's a, okay. He's a, he's a Never mind. No, you know? Number five coming in. No, number you five. can share, share okay. your, share so, your thing. So what I was thinking is this, I was thinking, you know, I didn't want to go with like the songs that I consider to be almost like staples of the Christmas holiday. You hear them every time you turn on the song, there's a radio station out there that plays Christmas songs and they're playing these particular songs every hour on the hour. I felt like those are sort of like, okay, you know, there, I'm talking about songs that like you hear it and it may come on, but it just, it brings out that holiday spirit in you. You like, when you hear it, you're just like, man, good feelings, whether you're recalling the past or whatever, first time you heard it. So that, so I guess that what I'm saying is this list is very personal to me because okay. these are things that affected me. It was okay, written so after 1970, right? Just make 1970 still still <laughs> okay. stuck with 1970. That's all, that's all that's all that Jim cares about. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, my mine is kind of similar. Um, I, I took I, I didn't really under it, it wasn't really clear. So um, to me at least, um, I got the 1970 part. That was easy. Uh, but for me, these are songs that they do mean something to me. But they're not the the songs that you just hear all the time. So we have kind of a parallel working there, uh, right. Joseph, that when I do hear them, I'm like, Oh, cool. They're playing this one. And it's songs that could be a popular song, but they don't get played like the wham song uh, or yeah. the Mariah Carey stuff, which I yes. don't mind that stuff, but these are the songs that are kind of, if there is such a thing, the deep cuts of Christmas music, uh, and and mine are by you know popular artists. So um, I have a little bit know, of both. So let's move on with Joseph. What you got, Joseph? <laughs> okay, Jim okay. wants to move on. This question okay. of the list. No, no number five. Three minutes later. <laughs> exactly. So this was invented in 1932. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, okay. Anyway, number five, uh, "Fairy Tale of New York" by the Pogues. Uh, and I chose this one because it is one of those, first of all, the band itself pokes. I mean, if you're familiar with them or not, you know, sort of this Irish band that sort of uh, crossed over Irish and punk together kind of thing and all that. Not, not huge in the United States as much as they are in Europe. Uh, but this particular song here, uh, it was written uh, by Shane McGowan. It was off of a bet from their producer, Elvis Costello, that said that they can write a Christmas song without it being sort of, you know, silly and sentimental and all that. And boy, they, they, they nailed this one on the head. Whenever you hear it, you just, you just get this kind of feeling that, uh, sort of warm inside. It's, it's, it's all that Christmas spirit and all that. And, for me growing up, I shared Christmas, you know, with like 30 cousins uh, oh, wow. and we would gather at my, my grandmother's house and we would play uh, with all our toys because we'd open up the Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. And the reason why they did this, and I didn't realize this until we got older, is that so the kids could be occupied because all the adults, all my aunts and uncles, my my parents and all that, just get just sloshed. I mean, they would just, they would start drinking and all that. And this song is sort of talking about that, 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 that Christmas spirit of like, you're celebrating, you're fun. Sometimes it gets out of hand or whatever, but anyways, fairy tale of New York. Nice. nice. 
Yeah, very right. nice. Very so nice. What you got, George, for your number five? Well, my number five entry is from an American new wave band from Akron, Ohio, called The Waitresses. Uh, you might remember they had a, a hit with I Know What Boys Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the song is called Christmas Rapping, and it's not rapping like a, a rap singer, uh, rapping like the, the present. And uh, released in, in 81, and it's it kind of starts off as an anti-holiday song, uh, vocalist Patty Donahue sings from the perspective of this busy single woman who's not going to go to any of the parties or, uh, you know, just not going to participate in Christmas at all. And um, anyway, earlier in the year, as the song unfolds, she met this man at a ski shop and got his number, but not going to ask him out. And on Christmas Eve, she's roasting the world's smallest turkey, as the song says, uh, when she realizes, oh, I don't have any cranberries. So she goes to the 24-hour grocery store, and who's there? It's the guy that uh, she was kind of sweet on but didn't call. And it, uh, so it has a very happy ending. Uh, uh, kind of this, the song, it's like the, almost this, almost like a rap, I guess, but it's the stream of consciousness and uh, talks herself out of wanting to miss Christmas and then burst into this joy and there's this horn refrain and everything but uh that is my number five christmas honorable mention for me on this, this one. is uh number four for me so it's Ooh. on the list it's wow. on the list and uh it also is featured in the one of the most underrated christmas specials of all time shrek the halls so i mean that uh <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have you seen shrek <laughs> the halls Joseph? yeah it's yeah so of course i have it's all about donkey. It's all about you know. It's all about puss in boots playing with the with the. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I've ashamed myself. <laughs> but okay, Joseph, what's your what's your thoughts on it? Why'd you make it number four? As well, I really didn't know what the song was about. It's just one of those things that uh, whenever it comes on, like I, I'm I'm going from the gut here, guys. Uh, whenever I hear that song. I think of whenever the first time I heard it, we were all teenagers. It, it definitely has that early 80s sound to it. Uh, and it just puts a smile on my face because I think about Christmas past and all that. So that's why I have it as number four. There we go. In the canister, boys. In my the canister. number five, it starts like this. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Hold it, hold it, wait, hold it. That's played out. Hit it. Do, 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 do. Don't be giving me that job about things before, before I was live because ain't 23, ain't 1970. My name is okay. Hey, I can't rap like Curtis Blow. But no, you can't. <laughs> but this, oh, is wow. rapping, this is also called Christmas Rapping by Curtis right. Blow. It is released in uh, a year before, 1980. It's, uh, you know, because we had Sugar Hill Gang in, ni- in 1979 with um, a rapper's delight. This is This is officially, I think, the first rapping Christmas song. And Curtis Blow is went, Blow is one of uh, rap's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Founding founding fathers. And yeah, are we, him, are we allowed uh, to say that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, met him. What a real nice guy. And uh, this song, like you said, it's all about feeling. When I hear it, it's got yeah. that uh, old school. All, all the early rap songs, they uh, either kind they of, all had the same tempo. They said when they rap, you they know, sample, yeah. They would sample an R and B song on here. So uh, I mean, it sounds like an R and B song because we know that. Um, uh, Rapper's Delight is from Good Times by Sheik. So I love everything about it. There's a real long version <laughs> that goes on forever. Uh, but, um, I, you know, everything about the, it actually, you know, it's attributed to 1980, but also says 1979. So 
I don't know. It sounds a lot like his single from the uh, his first breakout single called The Breaks from that same year, which was a gold record song. He just kind of took it, put a bunch of uh, Christmas um, uh, lyrics to it and pretty much has the That's first all you need. Christmas yeah. song. All right. Rapping. So by Curtis Blow. I'm Curtis Blow with Poo 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 Poo. All right. Let's move on now to <laughs> Joseph with uh, his number five character. Okay. Number five character. Uh Frosty the Snowman uh, is number five for me. Uh, and the reason why I put Frosty the Snowman in is because I feel like all the characters that I used was, they all had, they were all on message with something of, of defining what Christmas is, what, what the holiday spirit is and all that. And for Frosty the Snowman, for me, what I really liked about him is that you just sort of appreciate the time you have because nothing lasts forever. Uh, unless you have a magic hat unless you have a magic hat but that's the spirit of christmas so there you go it's capturing that moment that yes. you know it's the happiest time of the year but it doesn't last forever so there you yes. go life Thanks is George. a vapor time is ephemeral happy yes. birthday yeah <laughs> karen i'm melting you know it's, it's kind of like uh, it's a great great comedian jackie why, why is why are you doing carrie grant uh, uh jackie vernon's a great he actually did this great bit where he was uh watching his uh home movies on that little clicker thing look it up on youtube we put it in the link well he's you know he's like there's me hi there's me picking up a hitchhiker there's me hitchhiking yeah just goes through the slides <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Happy birthday. Sorry. Go ahead, George. Number Happy five. birthday. Oh, yeah. that's much better. Ooh, that's good. Uh -oh, that's uh -oh. good. I'm, that I'm gunning like for Mr. you. Mr. Hanky, the stinky poo. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. My number five is actually more than one character, but they work together. So it is. What was that? Oh, I'm sorry. That. I'm, I'm that drinking. Hanky, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's already started on the eggnog. <laughs> now, now watch you look he's no we still hear it we still hear it <laughs> sorry i'll stop I'll, i'm a little i'm a little parched i'm yeah. a little dry <laughs> but uh th this goes uh all the way back to 1843 <gasps> published on uh the 19th of december the first edition sold out by christmas eve i'm talking about the ghosts of christmas past present and future charles dickens a christmas carol so the story is, we know it, Scrooge, he's visited at home by Marley's ghost, his, his former business partner, who warns him that there are going to be three other visits that night. And we have the ghost of Christmas past that transports Scrooge back to when he was a, a boy, a young boy. Uh, and then the present, that ghost takes Scrooge to uh, Bob Cratchit's family uh, feast where he sees sick little Tiny Tim. But the ghost of Christmas yet to come is just freaky because he doesn't say a word. He just points and he's he's the silent ghost there. But he shows Scrooge a day uh, in, uh, in the Christmas future uh, where he's at his own funeral. And uh, the tombstone. A very disliked no, man. No so, spirit. No spirit. No spirit. <laughs> and I like any any version, even the Muppets. You know, uh, I mean, any any time these ghosts come up, uh, just when you consider that writing and you know what was available at that time, this is a pretty cutting edge story, and it's actually where we get the phrase "Merry Christmas" from. Is from this story. They didn't say it before. Uh, Dickens wrote this story. 
But uh, they still don't it. say it in England. They still say "Happy Christmas," which, as an American, sounds weird. Yeah, well, Happy Christmas everybody. for all of our English listeners. Yes, uh, I don't mean to offend, but yeah, it sounds weird to us. But I mean, they're the ones that gave it to us. I we mean, also got the phrase "God bless <laughs> us all," you know, from this thing, right? Yeah. I, I believe so. I, I don't know about that, but uh, let's, let's go I, I think that's a great one, George. I, I really do. I think that's a strong one. Not as, well, you know, as you guys are going with the heart on the song list, I'm going with my heart and it goes all the way back to 1988. <laughs> I'm talking uh-oh. about the limo driver who picked up John McClane from the airport. I'm talking about Argyle, who was the, uh, I knew it. I knew it. Pretty much the, uh, He's kind of like the Christmas ambassador. He's all ready for the holiday when he picks up John McClane at the airport, brings him in, waits for him, waits for John McClane, waiting to bring him to his family. So he's almost like the, the transporter of the Christmas spirit in this movie. Yes. Uh, but of course, we know what happens. <laughs> Scrooge comes and Hans Gruber comes and destroys the whole thing. And, you know, I am so well, glad we we left Jesus and Santa off the list so we can well, put Argyle. <laughs> but Argyle comes nice. Argyle is a uh, limo driver. He listens to Stevie Wonder. You know, he has that teddy bear that he kind of can't. Such totally great, oblivious to whatever's character. going on. Hey, oh, did I say that about yeah. yours? No, I didn't. No, no, no. Let me no, finish. I'm saying he, he's totally oblivious. <laughs> In the parking garage while all this mayhem is happening yes. upstairs. And, and he's just chilling. And yeah, he's, he's, hey. the, uh, he's the proprietor of Christmas Spirit, I think, in Die Hard. And then at the end, <laughs> when the thing is kind of done, who takes him home? Our That's guy. right. He's going right. to whole, bring the whole family together. So my number five, Argyle, <laughs> as 1988's Die Hard. As blasphemous as this is, Argyle actually has a chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sold it well. You sold it well, sir. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so wow. much. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our number four Christmas song. Okay. No, number four. I'm still, I'm still with Argyle. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Do we want to put him in right now? <laughs> oh, I put in. Uh, I already did my number four. So it was okay. it was the waitresses. That's so. right. Uh, George, what's your number four? Okay. This is from Joni Mitchell's 1971 album, Blue. It's a Christmas kind of folk song called River. And um, to tell you how good a song it is, it was never released as a single, but it is probably uh, the second most covered song of, of all of her recordings. Other artists have recorded it. Almost like 500 artists have, have recorded this song. And uh, although the song is set near Christmas time, uh, it's not really about Christmas, but it has become kind of this Christmas standard. Uh, and it's actually, when, when you dissect the lyrics, it's about the recent breakup of, of this romantic relationship, but beautiful melancholy tune. Uh, but it is for me, it's a welcome break from gingerbread houses and elves with candy canes and snowmen and fat men in red. Uh, I like all that stuff. But again, when I hear this, it's like, Oh yeah, this is nice. This is a nice break, but you only hear it in the holiday season. So Joni Mitchell's River. This is the second time Joni Mitchell's River has made an appearance on the uh the show, which is pretty interesting. So I Yeah, it made I, it last year for uh last year's Christmas songs. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Joni Mitchell getting some major love from George. Uh, it's a uh, great song. I love Joni too. Gosh, I love her. Yeah. My number 4 
is kind of well i wasn't i wasn't able to put my real number four in there because it was written in 1968 i'm talking about backdoor santa by clarence carter who gave us the great stroke and clarence carter clarence carter clarence carter but um i i did get the song he sampled for my number four sampled they sampled backdoor santa for christmas in hollis by run dmc oh uh, yeah that's uh, which a good has, one well, every time i hear it it just sounds like you know fun christmas yeah that whole thing going for it but um Christmas in Hollis pretty much uh, may possibly could be the second Christmas rap song. I don't know. You see a, a pattern here. <laughs> but, <laughs> let's just say let's just say it is. Let's take a vote. Yeah, yeah and it's it also the was played in the movie Die Hard too. The connection when Bruce Willis says play some Christmas music, and he says this is Christmas music by the Amazing Argyle. So yes. <laughs> there's a connection here, but uh, Ar- Argyle comes back. Yes. Was also included on the two 1987 compilation albums, a very special Christmas. And I think they made a classic with this one. So it's, it's played every year. I do enjoy it. It's Christmas and Hollis by run DMC is my number four. All right. That's a, that's a strong one. That's, that's a strong that's one. A, yes. Yeah. Number four for Joseph, what you got for your Christmas character. Besides not that. in Die Hard, uh, is the Grinch, Ooh. the Grinch, <laughs> uh, and this is a character. Obviously, you know, 1966, we get the the animated, you know, cartoon can, of the Grinch. Can we can we clarify? Are we talking about that, or are we talking about the the movies, the like Jim Carrey and? Stuff? Well, it's a it's a character. The 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 movies and all that. I'm talking about the original. I'm talking about okay, like yeah, what okay. made everything happen. You know. Also, like Frosty has his own song uh, with it. You know, uh, and it's just one of those things that if you're a person of a certain age, there's like before there's before Grinch and then there's after Grinch. You know, people that were born before and all that liked him as adults, but if you grew up with it. He's he's just as popular as Santa Claus, as far as I'm concerned. At least in the United States, uh, he's super popular. Uh, people talk, you know. He he's become a word, you know, of you know how a person is, you know. Stop being a Grinch, you know. They they that it's just a phrase they use of anyone that does not like the holidays. Uh, but then again, the whole thing about the story about the Grinch is that in the end. Even he succumbs to the spirit of Christmas. Yes. Uh, so, so that's why he is Spoil- on spoiler. So oh. spoiler. Exactly. <laughs> Don't let's not talk about heart ratio or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Grinch, nice. not in die hard. <laughs> well, there were scenes, but it got edited out. But look, yeah. I mean, Okay. This is how popular it is. How did Jim describe one of the characters in Die Hard? He's like the Grinch. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. So, all right, George. So, what's your number four? So again, uh, I have a multiple here um, because they don't work without the other. Um, this is from 1974 Rankin Bass Holiday Special, The Year Without Santa Claus, and it's the Miser Brothers. Uh, so you have this chubby, short-tempered son yeah, of Mother yeah, Nature. George, I got to stop you. You said character, and you've been putting characters in two of them. So I mean, it's I understand it's, they go. I understand no, they go it's, together because the I list says the- holiday characters, and these are holiday characters. The heat miser doesn't work if you don't have the snow miser. And but he does have versa. the better song. But he does have the better song. The heat miser has a better <laughs> song, voiced by George S. Irving. Um, and he's he's upset with Santa because he feels like 
he gives too much love to his brother, the snow miser, uh, with all the production of white Christmas and everything. And, uh, but yeah, that song, uh, and they've been feuding since they, they were kids. Snow miser is, uh, I think Dick Sean, uh, friendlier, more extroverted of, of the two brothers. And, and he is quite happy when we see him in the special because, you know, he gets all the snow and he basically gets his way, but mother nature makes him agree that for one day they're going to, you know, kind of let the weather change from uh, what it is naturally. But uh, the miser brothers, heat miser, snow miser. All right, cool. Very good. My Very number good. four is from the 1964 special Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. I'm talking about Yukon Cornelius. An Arctic prospector who meets Rudolph and Hermie while they're trying to avoid the abdominal snow monster. He hates all things Christmas. Uh, but of course, <laughs> we, we know that uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's looking for gold. Actually, he's looking for silver and gold, which is great song. song. Great song. Always yeah. licks his pickaxe. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. He sets up the song, of course, sung by Sam the Snowman, as we know as Burl Lives today. Hello, I'm Sam. What's the matter? Never seen a talking snowman before. <laughs> so uh, Sam doesn't make it, but Yukon does because he actually is more part of the story. Uh, he's with uh, the crew the whole way through. Uh, he has the sled and everything. So, uh, and of course, you know, we know what happens at the end. The snow monster that we're all afraid of as kids becomes, hel- actually helps them in the end. And Rudolph says, He just that. needed a dentist. He just needed a dentist. That's right. So there we go. The, the whole Yukon uh, Cornelius, the guy in the red hat, looking for silver and gold is my number four character. There we go. Nice. So, nice. So let's go to songs, get our number threes, and we'll take a short intermission. What you got, Joseph? Pretenders, 2,000 Miles. Uh, this is, gosh, this is one of my favorites. This is whenever, you know, whenever this song comes on there, I only hear it at a certain time of the year. And whenever it comes on there again, it, it just just reinvigorates all that Christmas fear that I have here. So, uh, you know, Chrissy Hines, she's great in it. You know, it was released in 1983. Uh, it was the uh, second single from their studio album, Learning to Crawl. So, like it a lot. It ranked uh, pretty pretty good. I mean, like nine, number 15, I think. But overall, I just think it's one of those songs that... Uh, you know, people have tried to do this song and this is was also sort of in the back of my head of like songs that other people just can't do. I feel like this is one of them. Like when other bands tried, they just fell. So, Yeah, they're, they're one of my favorite bands consistently. They um, I, I love this group. So that, that's a good one for sure. George, your number three Christmas song. So this one, uh, I'm going back to 1975. But uh, it didn't appear on the album in 1975. I'm talking about Christmas Must Be Tonight, written by uh, Robbie Robertson and the band. Okay. This is a good one. And uh, so they they had an album, a 1975's album. And I know, Jim, you're, you're a big fan of this I band. Love this album. But it's a great album. Northern Lights, Southern Cross. Uh, so the song was re recorded, if I got the story right. And then. Two years later, the, the album Islands, it's released on there. But uh, the version of the song that we have that everybody knows uh, is later recorded in 1988 uh, that uh, 
So, um, and that, I think he recorded that for Scrooged, the movie Scrooged, which is a modern telling of uh, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, but Bill Murray is kind of the corporate Scrooge or whatever. But uh, Christmas must be tonight. Yeah, they have a good, right. um, they have a good version on the reissue. I, th- I don't know if it's the original one done in 75, but it's a faster version. That's the one I kind of like the best. Uh, mine is from 1979, performed by the husband and wife team of Elmo Shropshire and Patsy Trigg, a husband and wife group. Together, they became Elmo and Patsy. And their song was called Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, uh, mm. And the, the novelty Christmas song, basically, this song was doing nothing. And of course, here comes MTV. Wow, we need some Christmas videos. Is there any Christmas mm-hmm. videos out there? They play Elmo and Patsy. And now, thanks to MV- MTV, this song is played almost every year. Or, you know, and the, the funny thing about this song is I remember a friend told me <laughs> that his grandmother really took it hard. I mean, every time it played, she really got mad. She was really <laughs> I mean, and that's what I love about the song. It's like, you, you see the humor in it, but she was like, oh, that's terrible. How could they talk about grandmothers being run over by? That's just, that's just horrible. That is horrible. Turn that off. Turn it off right now. <laughs> like, like, you know, grandma's getting knifed by another Santa or something. It's like, <laughs> didn't see any of the humor in it. Thought somebody was really having a, a personal attack upon grandmas. Um, but the show, uh, the uh, song got a animated special they play and, uh, you know, Elmo and Patsy no longer together, but, uh, you know, uh, the song lives on forever. Grandmother, actually, Grandma got run over by a reindeer from 1979, but really took off in the early 80s is my number three Christmas song. So, so during the holiday season, I get a lot of gigs uh, to play Christmas music. And um, I have this one just on standby because you're right. People love this. And uh, they'll request it. I don't voluntarily play it, uh, but uh, <laughs> if it's a longer gig and uh, the more the spirits flow, so to speak, uh, you know, somebody will eventually ask for this song. And so I have it kind of in my back pocket, ready to go in my music notebook um, because it never fails that That's somebody terrible. wants to hear this. How could you do that? To all the grandmothers out there. Uh, right. <laughs> it's time now for intermission. What what do we got today from um, the Tom Wu? Oh, we got rookie. Hold on. I can't read it. Hold on. We got a rookie of the year auctioneer. So like a really good auctioneer who's a rookie. I, all right. Let's just listen. Now with that, we're going to start on these good cows here. Good package them here, guys. 55 on them. 55. 55. I tell you, all right, thank God. That was the best PA ever. I cannot hear a better system. If if that doesn't, (laughs) go ahead, George. He's a rookie. He's the rookie of the year, but he's a rookie. I'm sorry. I thought we could do (laughs) a show like that. That doesn't get you in the Christmas spirit. I don't know what what does. If that doesn't just get you in the holiday spirit. all right, Joseph, what's your number three? What character? the hell? Besides the rookie, the rookie, the what's your number three character? Oh yeah, we're on number three character. I can't, I couldn't remember. I <laughs> uh, number three. Uh, sorry, goes along with yours, Jim, but 
It's the main guy, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, wow. Come on. Like, this is this is where the song, this is this is where the special came from. Uh, Rudolph, you know, it's it's our first time that we start to think about inclusion because Rudolph's <laughs> a little bit of a freak, you know, and uh, and 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 we find out, hey, everyone has a purpose. Well, you know everyone real, has a reason. You know what his real first name is? George is a, somewhat of a Rudolph expert. He knows that Rudolph wasn't the first choice of name. He, uh, it, he's got, it was it was Randolph. Yeah, yeah. it was Randolph. Yeah, we'll see there. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I don't think I have to say anything else. I think well, his nose speaks for himself. So, so it, it uh, actually, uh, the guy that wrote the lyrics uh, to this song, his brother worked for Montgomery Wards um, in the promotion department. And Montgomery Wards, they were, every year they would pass out these coloring books, okay, and um, that they had to buy. So, the executive said, just, we want our own coloring book, uh, where we don't have to, you know, sit there and, you know, pay somebody for it. So his brother-in-law, I think it is it Johnny Marks. Am I, am I right about that, Jim? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, who wrote a lot of the music for that? Yeah. Uh, but his brother-in-law wrote this story about Rudolph and then he took it and wrote the song that we all we all love, but, uh, so I don't know if the coloring book was originally Randolph and then got changed, but, uh, Rudolph, George yep. is a mm. Rudolph expert. That's yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you for dropping that knowledge on me because yeah, I did not, not know that George I'm not so. voting for it though. I've, I've got <laughs> my, my vote for Argyle. So, you know, <laughs> oh, geez. He's such oh, a Rudolph God. expert, but uh, so George, <laughs> what, what is your, uh, what is your number three character? So this is a story, this, this character's unfailing persistence and tribute to human hope and endurance in the face of overwhelming opposition. I'm speaking of Ralphie Parker in a Christmas story, 1983, this blonde, I what is he like 10 years old, this kid with these big glasses, his whole life is geared towards obtaining an official red rider carbon action, 200 shot range model air rifle. Uh, You'll put your you, eye out. You'll just put your eye out. <laughs> just put your eye out, kid. <laughs> that's, the, that's the mall Santa. Yes. Yes, it will. Uh, so in the 80s, uh, he was actually messy Marvin in those uh, Hershey uh, chocolate syrup commercials. But uh, Ralphie never gives up hope. He's waiting, uh, you know, for that. And of course, uh, remember the other thing, the orphan Annie decoder ring, and he, mm -hmm, he yes. finally decodes the message. And spoiler, uh, it's about the Ovaltine uh, product. But uh, the movie has everything in it, uh, even where he has to dress up in that silly bunny suit uh, and everything. But Ralphie uh, Parker. So what really makes the Christmas story to me is, well, number one, it was, it was a box office failure when it came out. It did not do well at all. Uh, but then it sort of got picked up by the cable channels when they started running the 24 hours of Christmas story. And yep. it sort of became sort of this tongue in cheek kind of thing of everyone started like adopting it for part of their Thanksgiving rituals is that you could turn it on the stations that were playing for 24 hours and just playing all that. To me, the breakout, the breakout character in all this, uh, it's the father. Oh yeah. The father is so, so good. I mean, in, in so many ways from Mike his stalker, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. From his friend, from his gift that is fragile. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the lamp to just his, his, he never curses. He just mumbles, but you know, he's swearing the whole time. Oh, yes. Great, great story. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. And, and it actually led to, uh, the show, the TV show, the wonder years was based on this, not these characters, but this type of storytelling, uh, where these little episodic things narrated by the older version of the, of the young boy. Well, that's so, true. That's true. Yep. But, uh, Ralphie Parker. All right. The full name of my character, Peter, is- Peter Billingsley, by the way. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Full name of my character is Eddie Johnson, but you know him more as cousin Eddie, uh, Randy Quaid from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, this movie, for some reason, see, gets gets more and more beloved every year, and it's played more. Uh, I know when it came out, it was actually a hit. You know, it filed. You know, Back to the Future Two came out at the same time, so that ruled the box office for a little bit. But it pretty much took over uh, cousin Eddie uh, who we saw in the original vacation film who lives <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, makes hamburger helper with no meat uh, <laughs> has a steel plate in his head, shows up unannounced in his camper. And of course there's, I see shirts now that they're selling with, with he's saying the crude uh, shitters full, you know, yeah. un- <laughs> the <laughs> shitters full <laughs> outside. But uh uh, Randy Quaid at his country bumpkin best uh, is really makes it, and he actually is important to the plot of this one because he ends up kidnapping Clark's boss uh, for Christmas because he doesn't give him his Christmas bonus and they can't buy yeah. the that, so, And who are the neighbors? Uh, Julie Louise uh, Dreyfus. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, pre pre Seinfeld. Yeah. And Tad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you want to see me break down that door, the SWAT team comes in. This show, so so this is a Christmas tradition, or actually, I should say Thanksgiving. My daughter uh, and I watch this every year, right after Thanksgiving. We cannot watch it before, and we watch it. It's like, go ahead, roll out, you know, this movie or whatever. And every year I watch it. Every year. There's just something about it that I'm just like the nuances of this show is just amazing. Uh, and one of my favorite scenes is whenever Clark and Eddie are shopping and basically you, you realize Eddie has no money. Clark's offering, you know, to pay for the gifts and all that. And Eddie just keeps on putting on dog food. Dog food. <laughs> That's all he puts on there. It's like he sees like kids aren't going to get Christmas gifts or anything like that. But he just keeps on putting on more and more dog food for his dog named what? Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Snot. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, great. I mean, uh, Randy Quaid was so good in this. They gave him a terrible sequel made for TV. Oh, it was awful. National Lampoon's Christmas uh, Vacation 2, Cousin yes. Eddie Island, which was just terrible. Oh, yeah. But, you know, at yeah, least he got Leave it sequel. alone. Yeah. Leave but, it alone. But yeah. uh, Cousin Eddie is my number three Christmas character besides. This, this was on my honorable mention. So, good. yes. All right. Number two songs. What you got, Joseph? Number two. Uh, the Kinks, Father's Christmas. Oh, this is uh, my number one. This is okay. My number one. Well, well, the reason why I like it is because I think this is the Kinks at their zenith whenever it comes to sort of the punk, rebellious nature of the group and the sound. Everything about it is great. It's complete rock and roll. It's raw, and yet somehow it's still Christmas. So that's why it's my number two. Go ahead, I, I George. spoke. It, it actually is my number two as well. Wow. And yeah, this is... Uh, 
you know, a department store Santa gets beaten up by a gang of poor kids and they tell him, we don't want, we want money. We don't want toys. Give it to the rich kids. And uh, to me, this is kind of the most punk thing they did Mm -hmm. outside of Destroyer a a couple of years later uh, when they do this. But yeah, 1977, Father Christmas. Love it. Love it. Excellent. Excellent. My uh, my number two features this amazing band made of all these people. Robert Coolbell from Cool and the Gang. Bono from U2. Pete Paquette oh. from the Bogotá Rats. Adam Clayton from U2. Phil Collins from Genesis. And a solo artist. Chris Cross from Ultravox. Simon Crow of the Boomtown Rats. Sarah Dallin of Bananarama. Saboan Fahey of Bananarama. Johnny Fingers of the Boomtown Rats. Bob Gildoff of the Boomtown Rats. Boy George of Culture Club. Glenn Gregory of uh, Heaven 17. The whole Spandau Ballet crew. Simon LeBond from Duran Duran, Marilyn, who I never know who that was ever, George Michael from Wham, John Moss from Culture Club, Steve Norman from Spandau Ballet, Rick Parfit from Status Quo, Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran, Francis Rossi from Status Quo, Sting from The Police, Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, JT Taylor from Cool in the Gang, John Taylor from Duran Duran, Roger Taylor from Duran Duran, Dennis Thomas from Cool in the Gang, Mid-Year from Ultravox, Maitland Ware from Heaven 17, Jody Watley, Paul Weller of the Style Council, Karen Woodward of uh, Bananarama, and Paul Young. I'm talking right, about Paul Yarn for. Thank you, guys. We've got a cow here. <laughs> I'm talking about Band Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Uh, yes. It was a, a, a song that came out, pretty much took over the entire holiday season. Joseph and I will know we were playing in a band together. Yes, yes. And, and we learned the elastic this. plastic band. Yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> we, we learned this and then we bastardized it for other holidays. Remember when we did we did a gig in February and we did do the do you know it's Groundhog's Day? you go with what you have jim you go with what you have so we learned it and we just did it for every every holiday give give us a taste of some of those lyrics from groundhog i'll remember is i think jason uh it's groundhog's day it's great there's no need need to be be afraid afraid. i mean yeah all you pretty much did was change the christmas to whatever holiday is valentine's (laughs) day and there's no need to be afraid It's St. Patrick's Day, so this I mean, this year's leap year. So, yes, <laughs> pretty uh, much, great pretty song much for us because we knew it. Everybody knew the chorus, which was "Feed the World." It was one of the. It was uh, you know, I guess George Harrison did the Bangladesh concert, but this is one of the first kind of like single proceeds, and then of course the Americans copied the English again. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Africa, we are the world. It just yeah. this one for me was the first one, and it was a lot better song. So my it was nice, more rock. It was much more rock. Yeah, I like this one. I, I still like this song. I never cared much for the, the We Are the World. And maybe uh, because it did feel like that was ripping this song off. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that you can't care about both, you know, that it's exclusively I'm I'm team Ethiopia or I'm team world or whatever. But um, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I still enjoy this song when it comes on. I still turn the channel if I accidentally hear uh, we are the world. It's it's know. funny because it, it just kind of. I basically listen to "We Are the World" to hear uh, Bob Dylan. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> yeah, out what he's yeah. saying. <laughs> we are the children. We are the world to make a better days. Let's not live in. There's a choice we're making. Yeah, that's, Lionel Richie's going crazy. Yeah, I'm still waiting Amazon. for the uh, unedited uh, Waylon Jennings uh, version of it. 
Did oh, he then, walk out? He yeah, walked out, right? Because Michael Jackson tried to do this kind of um, part. Shay, it was like, we are the world. Shala, we are the world. Shalinga. Sing this kind of like, <laughs> almost right. like the, you know. Swahili. It was like something he wanted to do yeah, something in Swahili. And he's like, I had enough. I'm out of here. <laughs> you see him in the early that's chorus, why, then he's gone you know that's why we love him too and know? the thing about this <laughs> right. this video too with the whole chorus thing started a whole big giant thing of of this course the funniest one was the uh story i heard was on the canada one tears are not enough where they uh, had all the canada folks <laughs> yes and the, the whoever's directing the song told neil tears young, are not hey, enough eh he, he told neil young he said hey you're singing flack you sing with this he's like that's my style man <laughs> You know what's crazy? Hey, got is, out of control. Didn't they have a heavy metal one and Spinal oh, yeah, Tap was yes. in it? And I yeah. was like, oh, they yeah. realize it's like, yep, the heavy metal. Yeah, the, was great this too. was a they, thing. On know. this song, they had I, doing the research for this song. They have a ten-year and they have a twenty-year version. They have a thirty-year version, which I've never. Yeah, heard. We, nobody needs. Well, good. Nobody needs that. <laughs> I, I, know uh, they did that I, I did get. I did get behind the farm aid stuff. I I appreciate yeah. what they were yeah, doing. But there was no song. There was no like. Yeah, it wasn't like John Cougar and Willie Nelson weren't sitting there with like you know everyone else <laughs> we are the farmers yeah <laughs> yeah the birds make a bit of d's let's leave it it's yes, so bad me. yeah he <laughs> can't understand a dang thing he said then you had uh, ray charles and bruce springs things things i said we are the world we are the world <laughs> i don't i don't think ray charles knew what was really happening there honestly <laughs> and then they the just chorus, delivered him the, yeah of course look hey who can we get to help us sing a little better i know let's get dan Dan Aykroyd, and let's get <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's, All these that's actors, when, that's you know, you're in trouble when you have Dan Aykroyd <laughs> helping throw people in the course just the to course. look good, you know, turn off their minds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother, Prince was the smartest one on the We Are the World because he said, I'm not, yeah, you know, yep, yeah. He he got he got lambasted for that because which which music award show was it that they did it right after and he was like no I'm was, out no it was the Grammys uh, it was the Grammys Spring, okay yeah Springsteen uh, drove himself he rented a car and drove himself there instead of showing up in a, a limo in true boss fashion y'all uh, but yeah it, it was like hey everybody's at the Grammys let's go you know go record this and well actually I and they did George, it was the American Music Awards that they went oh after so. But well, okay. I'm oh, sorry. That's <laughs> what I have to. I just you know just want the show to no, go by, and you know I stand so corrected. <laughs> you seem so. You seem so distraught. Oh well, uh, I, it, it, this is the face of apathy. Uh, it, the song. <laughs> Why are just, we talking about? We're giving this thing more attention than it ever, yeah. ever deserves. Just, just let people know Huey Lewis sang what Prince was supposed to sing. So picture that next time you hear the song with Huey Lewis. Oh, now I want to hear Huey Lewis sing "Kiss." You know, <laughs> <laughs> or, right, so or be even better, to, uh, "Purple Rain." Our yeah. number two it's Christmas a purple character. Rain. What you got, Joseph? What are we doing? Number two Christmas character. <laughs> number two Mine Christmas is Bob character. Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, the original uh, cannot be duplicated. Although a lot of people try, Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, he wow. is. Humbug. He is. He is Bah Humbug. He is the original. I mean, let's face it. You know, a Christmas Carol is what modern day Christmas has always been about. You know, like when we think of of Christmas in this country, we think of basically mid 19th century England, you know, uh, and, and Ebenezer Scrooge is, 
We do. I mean, oh, if okay. you think about it, like, like the Christmas caroling and all that, everything about it is something that we get from a storybook. Because before, before, like historically, before this story and all that, Christmas was not celebrated so much socially. It was something that you did indoors. Uh, it did not have the the celebration, the Christmas carols, all that. It yeah. all comes from Charles Dickens. I mean, Charles Dickens is, and they even made a movie about it. Uh, you know, the man who who created Christmas. You know, so this Dick Dickinson is that right? Dickensian, Dickensian, uh, Dickens. <laughs> Dick's Dick's, uh, style of uh, storytelling. Anyways, Ebenezer Scrooge uh, is just this symbol of, again, sort of, you know, I I was I was contemplating whether or not I was going to put the Grinch on because really the Grinch is sort of a more modern day tale of Ebenezer Scrooge, which is a person that lives their life and gets changed by the spirit of Christmas. So there you go. Modern day Argyle. Uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so hey, no, but really, we talked about this on the show before. I think it might have been on our previous uh, Christmas show. But the best betrayal back, back when the show was good. Yeah, the best betrayal <laughs> of uh, Scrooge in a movie. Oh has yeah, to be Alistair Sim. No, yes, I'm yeah. sticking by that. Yeah. The best one. Although I'm, I, I like I like uh, you know George C. Scott too. George C. Scott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just think you saw angry George C. Scott. You know, I think he transcended. Patent, that was patent Scrooge. Yeah, oh, patent Scrooge. Everybody, <laughs> fourteen fourteen hundred hours. My ghosts are coming. <laughs> bah humbug. <laughs> All right, so George, what's your number two character? Bah, All right, humbug. so the what if that's Al Pacino now? Hoo ha! Hoo Santa Claus coming to town. Santa Claus is getting warmed up. <laughs> Hang those stockings. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's awful. Awful. Uh, the pumpkin king himself, the patron saint of Halloween, Jack Skellington. Uh, uh, so this is from uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. Uh, and you have two voice actors here. You have the speaking voice of uh, Chris Sarandon. And then, of course, the great, great Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman does the singing and, you know, wrote the songs. Uh, but uh, Skellington, he's a skeleton. These elongated limbs, this giant skull head and sharp dresser in pinstripes hanging around with a ghost dog. Uh, but he is the most unlikely holiday hero. But it, it's got this kind of if, if you dissect the story, it's got this kind of classic tragic hero so his selfish decisions kind of lead to his uh downfall in in certain things where you know namely he wants to kidnap santa claus and replace him uh to be selfish with that and uh um but his redemption is he is a big enough man or character uh to admit and correct his mistakes but uh now jack skellington somebody uh today showed me on their phone a picture of their christmas tree and it was a jack skellington tree his oh, wow. his big round head was at the top and all the ornaments were uh from this movie so it is it is like a thing unto itself now but uh jack skellington and i love that this is such a recent holiday character that has now at least in the States here, just become 
it, it, you know, it's not uncommon to see it. So it's not a novelty anymore. It's like, yeah, we, we hang all this Jack Skellington stuff. Well, uh, when did it come out? Great, what, what year was the movie? 93. Yeah. So if you think about it, I mean, it's got a couple of decades on it already. So I'm interested well, I mean, to com- compared to like, uh, uh, the Grinch, which is 1966 or, right. or Rudolph, uh, which is also, you know, a, a earlier phenomenon. Uh, so yeah. When, when did Argyle drive the limo? Wasn't that 80? So this 88. So yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm interested to see if your number one song is what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? I love that song. It is not, but I, oh, cons- dang it. I, I considered it, but no. Okay. Uh, my number two character is buddy. The elf from the movie elf. Oh, that's, that's my number one, Jim. I got something special here. Hang oh, on. Good. Okay. Okay. So it's sort of my number one too. I'm just going to say that and I'll get into why it's sort of my number one. <laughs> I know him. I know him. <laughs> buddy the elf but yes excellent. of course you know we know buddy's story he was a baby that was left behind uh, actually got in santa sack brought to the north pole ends up being an elf and of course is taller bigger and you see the funny perspectives if you see the making of this thing they they uh it's, it's pretty interesting how they actually yeah very it. little cgi yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's really just it's all perspectives of the movie but great character will ferrell's you know they offered him millions and millions to do a sequel he said no which i like because this movie is untouched it's mm-hmm. a christmas classic you have uh you know it's got great layers to it it, it could have ran out of gas but the whole thing about writing the children's book and having uh peter dinklage come in <laughs> as an elf so is, good that's such a great layer to the movie where you call know, me you elf know. one more time <laughs> call me elf one more. <laughs> you're a mad elf <laughs> But I, um, I defer to you, George, because this is your number one. Uh, oh, I just no everything you said. Uh, but here's what's crazy. Remember, I talked about Peter Billingsley as yes. uh, do you know the connection here? Peter Billingsley in uh, as Ralphie Parker. He's Ming Ming the elf in yes. this movie. And he, and, uh, uh, I think he had a little hand in producing, too, because I know that him and Vince Vaughn were producing with uh, John Favreau, who is the director yeah. of the movie. Yeah. 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 But so, um the best way to you know spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear, right, Jim? That is correct. So go ahead and sing loud, George. No, I'm not doing it. So so the reason why I put this as sort of my number one is because I put elves as Christmas characters, like in general. However, if we're talking about a single elf story, it would definitely be Buddy the Elf uh, on here. And the reason why Buddy the Elf really sort of works is because in all these stories, it's always talking about uh, somehow people being moved by the Christmas spirit. I would say that Buddy is actually Christmas spirit itself. Oh yeah, he's the yeah. one that that just he 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 embodies it, uh, whole heart, you know, into it. And we've we've so many times there have been movies and stories about how people lose Christmas spirit and like how it affects Santa and Santa's, you know, lose because kids aren't believing in it and all that. Uh, this story has a little bit of that in there, but really what it's about is it's about just the pure joy of Christmas spirit. And, and in all honesty, I mean, hats off to Will Ferrell because I don't think there's many actors that could pull off what he did. Uh, this could have easily gone into a schmaltzy story uh, and it could have been just a bad film, you know, that he would be embarrassed about and regret it, you know, for the rest of his career. Instead, he has a classic on his hands. And if you think about it, 
Night at the Roxbury is yeah. the only thing he had, you know, uh, going he in. He was in old school before this. That's why they were kind of afraid. That's true. That's true. Because they were you doing know. him at the start of at the same time, really. Yeah. I mean, they, they were they were so close together. But yeah. So, yeah, I would agree. Play the elf. Great. Buddy the elf. So Buddy that, the elf makes it. The future. That's the only one we agree upon. Oh, I'm scared here. <laughs> we're moving now to their number one Christmas song, modern Christmas song written after 1970. So uh, does anybody have any honorable mentions uh, before we move on? So for songs or for holiday characters? For songs, I, I do have one. The Waitresses was on mine. George, your song there. Christmas All Over by Tom Petty. Uh, was good and she's right on time by Billy Joel is not really a, he mentions Christmas once but I do love that song it's a has a little bit of a Christmas thing to it and Merry Christmas Darling from the Carpenters was written after 1970 I thought it was a pretty good original Christmas song um, anybody else with honorable mention? I have I have one 1989 by Mavis Staples lead guitar by Lindsey Buckingham 1989's Christmas Vacation okay. so good oh. you know he kind of adapted the vacation song and made a christmas version or the holiday road holiday road oh, wow. okay. okay. yeah that's christmas vacation i mean the the, the thing about it is a lot of people don't uh, understand about uh, mavis staples is that she's a rock and roll hall of famer for yeah. her her blues and gospel stuff i mean she yeah, came in there with yeah, she, yeah I'll take she, you there yeah. Exactly. So you know, so yeah. she came in with like lots of credentials and stuff like that. I think the only reason why this isn't played as much is because it's so tied to the movie. Like when people hear it, you know exactly what the song is and where, where it belongs and all that, but it's a great song. So honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. That's all a good right. one. So, George, what is your honorable mentions? Uh, do you have any before we move? Uh, to I'm not going to do that. I, I have honorable mentions for the the holiday characters. All but right. so, uh, so, Joseph, what's your number yeah. one uh, non traditional? Not well, you know what I'm saying. Modern Christmas whatever, song. whatever it is. Whatever yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with it, and y'all are going to give me crap about it. So I'm just going to say it right now. I don't care. Okay. Uh, wonderful Christmas time, Paul McCartney. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. See, see, I mean, go like ahead, go ahead, give it to me. Go ahead and give it to me. It feels good. It's from Back to the Egg, an album I enjoy. And uh, well, it was, well, actually, it was put on the other versions of Back to the Egg. But I, I love this because I think Sir McCartney did exactly what he wanted to do with it. It's a feel good song. There is nothing behind it. He's not going to be all political like John Lennon. He's just going to sit there and say, it's <laughs> a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like, all I'm saying. Song. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Go ahead, George. Well, I, <laughs> I ahead, enjoy George. wonderful Christmas time. I didn't put it on my list, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. <laughs> so George, like, tell us about happy Christmas. <laughs> War is over. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, what I have a problem with, and I know the hate mail is going to come, uh, write your, your messages to uh, crispycodedrobots at gmail.com. Uh, I like Wonderful Christmas Time. I hate the fact that he recorded it on the day that he bought an effect echo pedal and uh, didn't know how to use it. <laughs> he was in his uh, keyboard. You know, this is McCartney too. He's in his oh, I love like yeah. with a little luck and I, I love his keyboard stuff, but this, that little doink, 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 doink. I that love it. Just, love it. It makes me want to drive into the oncoming traffic. Wow. If I'm in wow. Oh, that's strong words there. Oh, that's a- there, there is nothing worse. Uh, uh, but I like the. I've heard other versions of the song without that silly 
effect. Yeah, there's some good versions of the song now. They've and I like and, and I like the song yeah. and I like McCartney singing. I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan. Uh, but this, I would rather listen to Frozen Jap on uh, McCartney too. Not than a bad song, song though. It's uh, an awful about, song. What about you know the other Christmas song that he included on on back to temporary the- secretary? Is that nope. are we just gonna okay? No what Rudolph what? the Red Nose Reggae. <laughs> they did a reggae version of Rudolph the it, it, it can't be worse than doink, 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 doink. Simply doink, doink, doink. having a wonderful right, Christmas so time. Come on again, now. Again, John, the, the melody, the melody of it. No, actually, you're wrong, Jim. Uh, <laughs> so a founding member of, of progressive rock bands, uh, King Crimson and Emerson Lake and Palmer, Greg Lake, I believe in Father Christmas. That is my number one. So uh, he wrote the song kind of as this protest against all the over-commercialization of, of Christmas. Uh, and also kind of the lyrics talk about this loss of innocence and childhood belief. But this is, uh, you know, the, the lines. They said there'd be snow for Christmas. They said there'd be peace on earth. Uh, but instead it kept raining and veil of the uh, tears of the virgin birth. But it begins with this acoustic guitar, and then just a, a few moments later, it's this epic piece of music with a choir and orchestra and everything. Uh, but uh, I love, love this song. Uh, again, totally opposite from the uh, other Father Christmas entry here um, by the Kinks, but I believe in Father Christmas. Okay. That is my number one. Uh, my number one just makes the cut because it was released in 1970. It is the critics have called it the premier holiday song written by an African-American and giving you that kind of R&B feel. It is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Oh, that's a good one. Who wrote Very the song good. and yeah. uh, it's become a, a huge hit. I, you know, I love Donny Hathaway's voice. I mentioned him on the show before on our duets episode, his stuff with uh, Roberta Flack and a couple other uh, duets that he's done, but this Christmas, when I hear it, it just brings that whole kind of Christmas feeling to that. When I thought this was uh, late sixties, when when was it? No, nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy was released, and uh, Hathaway, of course, who had a very sad, uh, you know, ended yes. up committing suicide yeah. in the seventies. Uh, did leave us with this great legacy of this song, and and he wrote it yeah. with. Uh, a uh, songwriter named Nadine McKinner, who said she was blessed to have, have write the song with him and felt like it was God's plan. This all came together. And he, and if you look up Donny Hathaway on on uh, like Spotify and listen to his versions, like he does a great version of uh, Leon Russell's song for you, which. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Up, it's pretty much the one that people like to listen to. I still like Leon's, uh, you know scratchy yeah. voice vocal but but donny hathaway really can bring a song out and this one is just amazing this christmas yeah. was a hands-down number one for me from 1970 and donny hathaway so there you go very very nice <laughs> yeah very nice uh, all right so we are now to the big one here christmas character besides santa and baby jesus any any runners up before we get to number one from you guys so i have um so you already know my number one is is Buddy the Elf. Yeah. But uh, I have every, uh, everything from Krampus, uh, which I really kind of wanted to to make this list. Uh, two, uh, I, I told you I had uh, uh, what's his name on there, uh, cousin Eddie. Um, let's see what else do I have here. Uh, the Grinch, of course. That that was a strong shower for me. Um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, these lists are, are always just too short. Uh, and, and I considered, uh, believe it or not, Hermes, the uh, the dentist from the show with Yukon Cornelius, uh, just that whole group of, of characters that are going to the island of misfit toys and all of that. Uh, that's always a special thing uh, for me. But uh, okay. a Charlie in, Charlie in the box. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Joseph, what is your number yeah. one? Well, it, it's by the elf. It's by the elf because okay. I said elves, but you know, I'm just going to go by the elf so we can agree upon it. My number one match. <laughs> my number one selection probably won't make it, but it's it's going completely on heart. Uh, it's from 1977. It was actually a special made for HBO, and I'm my number one character is oh, Emmett no. Otter from Emmett oh. Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Okay. Um, Muppet special put together, and this is the first time I saw Kermit the Frog ride a bike uh, pre the Muppet movie uh, in the uh, Emmett Otter Jug Band <laughs> Christmas. Basically, on the story, you have a little bit of the gift of the Magi going on here, and you have the whole thing with the, him wanting to give his mother a great Christmas and the mother wanting to give Emmett a great Christmas. But you have this whole kind of world built up to about this talent show contest, and this is where I'm, and I'm seeing this a lot more, I guess. Uh, adults of our generation wearing shirts from this special. Like I've seen, I saw a river bottom nightmare band, <laughs> a shirt, <laughs> uh, almost like the, in the shape of the Ramon shirts. And they have all the characters on there, but nice. the river bottom nightmare band was the heavy metal band that was going against uh, Emmett Otter's jug band to win the contest, to get her mom a Christmas present. But, uh, <laughs> I always love this special. And, and, uh, I, I could have chosen any of the, uh, the, uh, characters in it, the mom, but Emmett Otter is my, I'm so one. glad I, I really thought you were going to say that pervy, Grandpa Wookie on the uh, special, the <laughs> oh, yeah, Star you're, Wars special. You're in 1977, and you went, oh, oh no. yeah, I, I was, uh, I, I could tense up, but I think that <laughs> was actually my, that's 70, my honorable mention. Harvey Carmen, Star Wars special. <laughs> Harvey Carmen, the Arthur yes. as the bartender, Art Carney, uh, Art Carney, <laughs> Lola Falana as the dancer. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awful. Jefferson Starship. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were just Starship by that yeah. point. Playing some yeah. D side single or something. It was the worst <laughs> song I've ever heard in my life. Uh, something they wrote that afternoon on the way to the production. <laughs> so bad. So, so bad. bad. All right. So we're good. We got all of our shows in, got all of our songs in. Now it's time to. Ooh, this could be hard. I don't yeah. think we've ever had this few matches. Yeah. We only match on Buddy the Elf. Yes. And uh, for holiday songs, Christmas wrapping and Father Christmas by the Kinks. Yes. Uh, so let's go to. So good uh, luck, guys. I'll, I'll see y'all later. Hope it all turns <laughs> out. <laughs> let's go to I the know. characters first. Cause we can kind of, uh, we've got a couple from Rudolph special and we got a couple from, from Dickens, I guess. No, we have Scrooge and, and the, and, and the ghost. Yeah. yeah. And Scrooge is great, but he's nothing without those ghosts. Cause he'd still just be a jerk. <laughs> um so yeah that's a tough one i think we take one from that i don't know what it is i'm thinking it might be the lead character of scrooge that's just me uh but joseph what do you say that's what i was thinking that's what i was thinking like it, okay. it's scrooge's story so that that's the only reason why i was thinking that damn uh, i know i'm gonna have to give damn argyle to you guys because y'all are just gonna force that <laughs> one on there and argyle uh, i well, no i don't know i don't know are, are you doing that <laughs> Are you how doing that? How can you change your mind? He is the. Like a, this, is, this is in your control, George. Argyle is. Oh, don't do Argyle that. Don't do that. I, Argyle is the, the, the Christmas spirit. Uh, I want all the too. letters to go to you. All right. Argyle's in. Good. Buddy the Elf, Argyle, the Limit Driver, Ebony Scrooge, 
And then we need something from maybe from the Rudolph special, either Yukon or Rudolph, or wasn't there something else? Or oh, Frosty the Snowman's a good one too. We can go with. I, I don't think I don't think Jim should be able to talk the rest of the show. <laughs> we put Argyle in. I think that's the deal. So good. Okay, I got you. I won't talk into the holiday songs one. So you guys can okay. figure out the rest. All right. Uh, I'm gonna make a, a a plea for Jack Skellington because that has been kind of like bigger every year. Um, I'll go with that. I'll go with that because it's unusual. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of this stuff is like frosty and the it's, it's like all these is getting bigger every year. So I mean, it's the, yeah. God. <laughs> sorry. All right, Rudolph. Rudolph yeah, I, Joseph. Did I tell you somebody had the, an argyle tree? It had all these little limousines, <laughs> you know, hanging on it. it yes. the I, I just like the theme song. I like the theme song. It's so good. <laughs> you know, uh, the, uh, the the uh, parking garage playset. Yeah. <laughs> Complete with forget, action van forget, terrorist terrorist action van. Forget Santa coming down the chimney. You know. It's the limo coming out of the garage. Yes. Uh, I think we get, we need to do something classic, Joseph. Uh, I could do Rudolph. Um, and I can do Ralphie Parker. Or, I mean, that, that that's my thing the is. Grinch, the Grinch, too. You know. Yeah, Grinch is huge on there. That's true. You don't think the Jim Carrey thing cancels out the Grinch? <laughs> well, that's why I asked. Well, because- in all honesty, I think the Grinch, this is my thing, and I'm arguing against myself because I threw out the Grinch out there, is that I feel like the Grinch is very much like a Scrooge-type character. Yeah. I think yeah. there you you have an archetype, and I think the Grinch is it's just following in that archetype's manner. Let, you know? let, let's do that because you, you made a, a point that that is actually – in the common vernacular that, you know, you're a Grinch, you're, you're, you know, acting like that. So that's, you know, nobody says you're a cousin Eddie, you know, right. Uh, they might think it, but uh, they, they don't say it. Uh, so I, I, I think we could do the Grinch. Okay. The, the, the actual character of the Grinch, despite, you know, poor. Yeah. Uh, the terrible. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have Jack Skellington, Buddy the Elf, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Uh, we have another <laughs> entry there. Argyle, the limo driver. It's <laughs> going to be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> it's like That's a controversial one. It's Die Hard is setting, a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas new movie. Traditions. We are, we are you know, changing the narrative. <laughs> there are people yelling at the podcast right we now. I can, I can feel it. Uh, the Grinch and then Ebenezer Scrooge. All right. uh, now, now I want you to consider something. Yeah. Imagine, because uh, I I know all three of us are, are screenplay writers. Can we write a script with Jack Skellington, Buddy the Elf, the Grinch, Ebenezer Scrooge, and Argyle the oh, Limo yeah. Driver? Argyle's, this is why I want yeah. you to, George. You're a very very talented artist and all that. I want you to make the movie poster of this. Uh, I want you to have all the characters on the same page here. Argyle drives them all to like Christmas and they they break down. (laughs) The car breaks down. They're going to Scrooge's house. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So modern holiday songs. We have Christmas wrapping, which is the waitress's version. We have Father Christmas. Up for grabs is River. Christmas must be tonight. I believe in Father Christmas. Fairy tale of New York. Christmas wrapping with a R from Curtis Blow. Christmas in Hollis with Run DMC. 2,000 Miles Pretenders. Grandma got run over by reindeer. Do they know it's Christmas? Wonderful Christmas time. And this Christmas, which a song is so good that 
even I can't mess it up. Well, it did sound bad. But anyway, so let's go ahead and so I think we go with Hathaway. I think we all are feel yeah, pretty strong yeah. about that. So that's Absolutely. that's yeah, like a case for that. No brainer cool. on that now. one. So yeah. Yeah. So everything else is pretty much up for grabs with those. Three. I I would like to see 2000 miles because I think, I you know, uh, okay. I was really excited about that. And, and then we'll, George, we'll let you, we'll, we'll let you. I, I think we need to be rep. I mean, I think one of the novelty rap songs needs to be in there. That's just me, but yeah. Or even do they know it's Christmas because it was such a big song. So that's true. Well, if, if we do go with a rap song, I'm going to go with Christmas with Hollis because Christmas as being in yeah. Hollis, <laughs> Christmas with Chris, Hollis. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas and Hollis. Christmas I'm, I'm with Hollis and <laughs> Christmas on Hollis. Uh, no, I don't, wait. Did anyway. I get it? Did I write it wrong? No, that's right. You're right. No, Christmas, no. Christmas I'm just. Oh, okay. I just can't read. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, the okay. problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't read. Okay. Um, uh, well, we can do that. I, I, I do. They know it's Christmas, a special. Um, yeah. But uh, let's flip a coin. Well, Jim, I, guess, what, I guess we could say that. Uh, these were both yours, right? I guess you, you the, said, uh, I guess the whatchamacallit, the uh, waitresses is white people rapping, which is not the same. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, you're so going there. Jim, uh, Did I need to talk about Rudolph here and in inclusion, Jim? Uh, we're, we're, we, we, but, we don't uh, see color unless it's red and green. <laughs> unless you have a red nose. Uh, so you, you submitted Christmas and Hollis Christmas and you rapping. submitted and, and you submitted. And do they know it's Christmas? But you said, do they know it's Christmas? You you submitted that. Yes. So you pick, this is a Sophie's choice here. Oh. Um, is it going to be Christmas and Hollis or do they know it's Christmas and Hollis? That's tough. That's tough. Uh, do do they know it's Christmas and Hollis? I don't know. We can, Both are associated with like charity. I mean, that's the one thing that you can say. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Um, I'll give it to Run DMC with a close six. Uh, nice. Yeah. Collard nice. Greens. That's it. That's it. Right. Love it. So All Christmas wrapping, right, so. Father Christmas by the Kinks, Christmas and Hollis, the great run DMC, 2,000 miles from the pretenders, and without any dispute or even a flinch, a this moment, Christmas. this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Yeah, very wonderful very good list. Uh, apologies for Argyle, the limo driver. I don't know what came <laughs> over us. Best Christmas character. Uh, next, next year will be number one on our list. So uh, that's your lump of coal, people. <laughs> we just gave you a lump of coal. <laughs> you know, such a great argument. Thank you, folks. Uh, I want to remind everybody and for, to help you out in the courtroom. Let me know. <laughs> I, I, I want to remind everybody the podcast is for free. Uh, so you're not paying for this. Uh, I mean, you're paying you for it. You got a lot not, of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> George C. Scott impersonation. Mm. You got Al Pacino. You got. I stuff. thought they were the same. <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> Bob Dylan. You got a little Bob Dylan. So. There you go. That was good. That was good. Yeah, so <laughs> give me give me your best Argyle. Matter, matter of fact, let's have Argyle say uh our our closing line. I can't I can't do Argyle. Sorry. Oh what? Oh, I think we need to go back and reconsider. <laughs> Anyways, before we get there, let me say crispycoderobots.com is where you need to go. We have all our information there. We also have the albums we reviewed, a whole list of those, which is keeps on growing each week. Uh, the shows, every Tuesday, we release a show. Every Tuesday, without a doubt, there'll be a new show of the Crispy Coder Robots. It might just be a two-minute show, but there's going to be a new show. <laughs> you know, There might be a, some sort of mishap where the we blow up the that's what the That's what the show. judge ordered. Uh, so part of the, the court decree, we have to do a show on Tuesday. So. T- what constitutes a show, it has to be over two minutes. So 
I mean, if you complain about a show where it's only two minutes and something blows up, that's your fault. We were, we've, we've met, we know the, assignment. why, why are you talking about this? Why? I know, I know the episode you're talking about, but your fault. That's why I'm talking about it. Cause we, oh. anyways, anyway, let's just move so on. Ch- check out the Roy Clark episode. That's <laughs> what he's talking about folks. So. All right. So crispy coated robots.com. So let's shoot up this episode of the show. You got it. What's going on? Over? Well, this one's heavy. All right. Uh, and we have, oh, look at this. Look at this apparatus of the shovel hands. He's finally back. I, wow. Nebula. You, you like? <laughs> new. They're new gifts. They're, they're new the, gifts. They're gifts. They're almost, they're, that's ridiculous. Those are like snow snow shovels. All right. Well, theme. It was the theme. It was the theme. Okay. <laughs> they are snow shovels. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and shoot it up and start digging. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think this works better with snow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, how do you want me to, George, go ahead in the show and I won't interrupt as Sam. No, I'm not doing it. George C. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I promise. Yeah, do, do George C. Scott saying the, the thing as Scrooge. Do you want Burl Ives or George C. Scott or Bob Dylan? What did I just say? G- George C. Scott. Dorsey Scott. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna start coughing because it's yeah. <laughs> you might have a coughing fit at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, remember <laughs> That's, That's the best that right there. <laughs> remember, there's always tomorrow. Or is there? Oh <laughs> 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 Jack Cough. You coughed up a lung, dude. 